What's going on, Zip Nation? I know y'all not fully here in effect yet, so we gonna, we just going to get this thing started with talking about this versus that just happened. Fellas, did y'all tune in last night? Did y'all tune in for the slow jams, man? What's what's going on? Talk to I caught some, uh, some cliff notes. I ain't watching in full because that thing went on nah, way I, too yeah. long. It went on way yeah. too long, but... I, I, yeah. I watched. I watched the Twitter. The Twitter. You know the Twitter. The yeah. Twitter sphere. I mean, don't get me wrong. I said earlier, that you could go find the tweet. I said earlier. I think it might have been last year. I said it's nobody on the face of the earth that's beating Earth, Wind, and Fire in the verses. And you what? And you know what's crazy? Earth, Wind, and Fire really was like playing they stuff. Like they wasn't really in their bag, right? Like they, they you got playing B sides and winning. That's what I'm saying. You can't you can't do that on the verses, dog. You got to come in <laughs> high and and then. You know, Steve Harvey came in. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, let me tell you. 1973. Hey, hey, I ain't going to cap. Steve Harvey get cornier and cornier every time I see him. Oh, my God. Days, <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, oh, oh my God. God. Let me let me tell y'all young asses something. Y'all old folk, we talk, okay? Y'all talking about stop telling stories. We talk. We get together. You ever been to some old folks? <laughs> yes, Steve. We've all been. The more Steve Harvey, the more Steve Harvey talk, the more I just be like, bro, Steve, you're rich. You're rich. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. You do not have to talk like this no more, Steve. Please, Carisha, please. You know what though? I'm gonna tell you this. It, I, it really was a good time. It really was some some real great vibes going on there. So I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really. Can't really be too mad about it. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've been hit the earth, wind, and fire and how deep their bag was. I didn't know the Isley's bag was that deep. I did not yeah, know. The Isley Brothers? I didn't know that they made Twist and Shout. I didn't know that. I had no clue that was them. I, that I mean, it was before our, all our days. but I'm Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. That, that they We knew about Between the Sheets. We knew Contagious was coming. We knew that they had some hits. You know what I mean? We, we knew... But it, whew, they poured out some. They poured out some hits there. So now we gonna we gonna get right into this show, man. After, cause like I said, the verses was beautiful. And oh, one more thing about verses. Can can they please stop this? It's not a competition. It's a celebration nonsense. <laughs> Listen, certain people, their music gives off celebration, right? Like Erica Badu and uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott. That really gave celebration because that's what their music is. It gave celebration. Bro, some of y'all, you don't two chains and Rick Ross. Talk about something. Hey, bro, so so do I get to double up now? When when is halftime? When do I get to double up song? That's not a celebration, bro. It's a competition. And it's okay. It's all right to want to beat your peers right. at things. It's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But anywho, we got a lot for this show, man. We got I, I don't even want to start this show off like this, but we we got to go from these great positive vibes to old wrinkled folks crying about things that are not important. And uh, we, we got to, we got to talk about what time is most exciting. What time is most exciting? I don't know why my words coming out all jumbled up there in sports. We got Gonzaga Baylor tonight to cap off March madness. Adam Gase, is he the goat? Of the goblins. Is he the goat of being bad? Is the question. <laughs> All right. I know some of Zip Nation rock with uh, Tyler, the creator, so goblin may not have a negative connotation here. <laughs> but we mean it in a negative sense here. All right. We're going to look at the NBA standings. And then we got to talk about Paul Pierce because 
I mean, Smokey said it best. How you get fired on your day off, man? How you do that? How you do that? So we're going to get right in this thing. What y'all think, fellas? Sound good to me. I'm locked and loaded, man. So we're going to start this thing off with one of the most, one of the goofiest sports stories that I've, I've seen in quite some time. Michael Rappaport leaks DMs between him and Kevin Durant. Yeah. And not only does he leak these DMs, he allegedly calls his lawyer as well uh, because him and KD had a verbal exchange over him calling KD soft and KD responded with some not so nice words that we cannot say on this show because we're trying to keep it PG. Uh, but after those words were said, him and KD started to argue a little bit more. And then at some point, Michael Rappaport is all, help the people in Brooklyn, bro. And um, KD is like, nah, it's too late. I ain't going. I ain't going. And, and, and so KD is fined $50,000. And Michael Rappaport was on uh, Undisputed this morning crying about how, uh, the, what was it, the, the bakery or the coffee shop that he goes the to? Coffee shop. Yeah, the, the coffee shop, shop that he goes to, they called him a cupcake. And uh, apparently nobody <laughs> wants to play with his dog at the dog park anymore. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to start this off, but we got to do it. Fellas, give me your thoughts. Chris, I'm going to let you start this one off, man. Ah, oh, man. All right. Y'all know how that one time that big bully, he finally get, he meet his match. Like, it'd be that eighth mm-hmm. grade bully, right? Mm-hmm. And he go to high school, he back to the bottom of the food chain. Then that 12th grade bully go mess with that, that ninth grade bully. Yeah. So, Michael Rutherford, he stay trolling people. So, I, I don't understand why he's so sensitive when somebody finally spoke up for themselves and said something back. Because, quite honestly... To me, Michael Rappaport hasn't been relevant since he was in prison break. And that was my that's probably one that's probably my favorite show all time. And honestly, I know he got stuff since then, since 03, 04. But to be honest, he's not really even relevant anymore. Honestly, just trolling people. That's where he keeps his relevancy. Like trolling people on air. air. He trolls LeBron, says, LeBron, you're never gonna do this. It's Clippers town now, baby. LeBron just ignores him. KD finally said, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna say something to him. And yes, KD may have went overboard, but <laughs> if we if we went, let's be honest, uh, facts over acts, we kind of cyberbully a lot too. <laughs> not not to the extreme when we talk about somebody's wife or stuff like that, and right. we not we not redacting redacting people, but we we kind of bully a little bit. I mean, someone someone do something to deserve to get bullied. So I mean. To me, it's just a, a natural thing. You talk about somebody, you got to be ready for them to say something back to you, period. Oh, Paul Pierce for the catch a hot slice of cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But we, I, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Guys, what you thinking, man? What's, what you think there? See, man, uh, he, here's the thing. If we were in a vacuum and it wasn't Michael Rappaport and KD said those things, one, I wouldn't find anything wrong with that person being so upset. I wouldn't find anything wrong with that person leaking the DMs. I wouldn't find anything wrong with that person being upset at KD. I would say what KD did was in the wrong if we're in that vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. 
But you got to think who's saying it. Michael Rappaport's entire brand is being, yeah, I'm the, I'm the tough, I'm the tough-nosed kid from Brooklyn. And, you know, I grew up and I grew up with all the black guys. And, I, I like, that's that's his entire brand. <laughs> Not I grew up with the black friends. Oh, man. <laughs> they love to hit that. They love to yo, hit that one, man. Yo, oh, go, go, go listen to, uh, Michael Rappaport was on a podcast a few months ago I listened to. I think it might have been all the smoke. It might have been all the smoke. But that was like oh, his entire God, no. thing. That was his entire thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a tough guy from Brooklyn. And I grew up with all the, you know, the guys rap and stuff like that. And I, I know the black kids. That's his entire brand. So <laughs> you can't skate by off of being uh, presenting yourself a certain way or being a certain thing for the past. When did do the right thing come out? Almost 35 years ago. Yeah, that was in the eighties for so. It was that's that's been that's been his brand the past thirty years. And the one time that you get challenged by a basketball player, that's when you fold and you're on TV crying. And on top of that, it seemed entirely phony. And we've known oh Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport, and Kevin Durant has done multiple projects together in the past. Hey, listen, listen. I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be done with it. Ain't nobody who turned out no business for some something, something I said on Twitter. So I, I don't believe that story at all. I mean, that coffee it, shop story. It might story, be exposure. It might be exposure. I, I don't know. That coffee shop. Nah, nah. I, I, I'm going to say this. Number one, we've already said this before in other incidents that are similar to this. Don't dish out nothing you can't take. You can't sit up here and disrespect Janet Jackson, disrespect other members of the black community. Oh, I'm the tough guy. Oh, I grew up with all the black guys. Oh, I grew up on the corners. Oh, I'm Bess Stuyvesant. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Now look at you. Now look at you. (laughs) On TV crime. And again, I don't even have a problem with the whole, if that's your image and persona, but you're like, oh yeah, I'm the white dude. that I was around black people. I was chill. You know what I mean? Like, we was all chilling. Like, I I embrace the culture. I rock with their culture, but I understand I can't be a part of certain parts of it. Sure. This man has overstepped his boundaries in the black culture multiple times. (laughs) Right. This man has not only done that, He's also been on a bunch of yin yang and riff raff as far as talking crazy to people multiple times. And you two K twenty, and you vote <laughs> and call lawyers. Yeah. You called lawyer. I have never in my life heard of somebody calling a lawyer over somebody's DMs that it wasn't even a situation where he's like, "Hey, big dog, like I'm I'm outside your crib right now. What's up?" Like he said, I'm going to smack you on sight when I see you. So what does that mean, Michael? If you're not prepared to get smacked and you and KD in the same spot, <laughs> just avoid, bro. Like, right. Oh, no, I got to get low. Hey, hey, Kevin, babe, come on, let's go. What's wrong? Kevin is here. You know, he is and, here. And, 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 and Gibbs, correct me if I'm wrong. Besides him posting the DMs, couldn't he have just, you know, when you high up there, you making that kind of money. Couldn't you have just told somebody, can you give me Kevin Durant's number? And 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 if you are that level of troll to where like that's your whole career, bro, understand that it comes with the territory. One thing that I give Skip Bayless credit for, and I don't give him credit for much, because he really don't deserve credit for much. <laughs> but but one thing about Skip Bayless, I ain't never seen him on TV. And when I go to the dog park, they, <laughs> people that played with my dog, they don't want to play with my dog anymore. 
Nobody cares, Michael. You 50, bro. You 50. <laughs> you 50 years old sitting up here crying because people don't want to play with your dog because they called you a rude name at a coffee shop. Like, come on, dog. Like, all you had to do was, you know what? I make more than you do in like a year in three days. I'll go take my business elsewhere. <laughs> right. Also, Chris, you were being very generous saying he wasn't relevant since prison. I ain't remember, bro, since since the Cucamonger Cracker Killer scene in uh, <laughs> next Friday. I, I don't know nothing about bro since then. I, like, I couldn't tell you nothing besides do the right thing and next Friday. That's it. That's I all mean, I, I mean, that's because that's because I'm a prison break advocate. Like, I, that was my soap coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can't remember nothing else about him. But I think we all are, are in unison here. Bro, if you're going to talk that craziness, be prepared to back it up. Be prepared for somebody to bring it back to you. Or at so least, uh, why you have to send it out, post it out, you know what I mean? Exactly. And you know what? And like I said, Skip Bayless, for example, and, and we're going to move on to our next topic with this, but Skip Bayless said Jalen Suggs, the shot that he hit was 95% luck, 5% skill. Um, and the head coach for North Carolina Central University, Lavelle Moe, very respected in every coaching circle and all that. He was a coach for Team USA. He said, I saw Jalen hit that shot uh, about three out of five times after every practice. So apparently that's something that Jalen just does on the regular, just because he's like, there's going to come a day where they're going to need me to be running on the goal, 35 feet for the win. That's going to be a day. And he was right about that. So with the excitement of that game, with the excitement that we've seen from both the men's and women's tournament time, I want to ask you guys, what is the most exciting time in sports for you? Is it March Madness? Is it the NBA playoffs? Is it the NFL playoffs? Is it the pennant chase? What is the most exciting time in sports for you and why? Um, I'm going to have to go with March Madness just because, one, that's the only time in sports to where you feel like you can have a conversation or an interaction literally between anybody regarding it. Like, I feel like football, like, in order to understand what's going on in the playoffs, you got to be talking to football fans. In order to know what's going on in the NBA playoffs, you got to be talking to basketball fans. You could talk to literally anybody around March Madness time, and it's a whole bunch of people. They might have went to school, went to school at a certain place. They might be involved in pools. They might be involved in a bracket. They're gonna be like, I watch college and I don't even watch professional, or I watch March Madness and I don't even watch the playoffs. And I think it's um like as far as the actual games going, it's more exciting. Because regardless of how many different ways you slice it, it's not that many times in professional sports where a moment happens as far as like crowning a winner and you're shocked. We've been watching sports. I've been watching sports, every sport, damn near every year for the past. I'm 20, about to be 26 every year of my life. And only time I remember being shocked at the winner of a game is the is the David Tyree helmet catch. Like that's the only professional game that I can remember where we were shocked at the winner. Right. If right. you look at March Madness, it's scrambles for the ball, it's uh, half-court shots, it's prayers that go in every year. And we're shocked by winners that's in the March Madness tournament every year. Professional sports is not giving us a, a turn of events to where we're surprised at who's winning games. No sister Mary for professionals. No, no hundred-one year olds <laughs> pulling up the seat. Hey, baby. I bet your sister Mary come out. I bet your sister Mary come out with a with a Dame Dollar jersey. Oh, LeBron about to, <laughs> <laughs> this lady about to pass away on the court, dog. 
They about to do Sister Mary dirty. Hey, Lord forgive us. Not, not Lord, <laughs> my God. I ain't going to hell with you, big dog. I can I'm not gonna, I'm knocking on wood for gotten. I'm not Exactly. Gonna. I ain't going to hell with you, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Thus said Sister Mary gonna turn the ashes on the court like a Thanos snap. Come on, man. You out of control. Chris, what's the most exciting time in sports to you, man? Well, it's a touchy subject for me because of the last eight years, you know, the Houston Rockets, they've been exciting to watch. But now we just the the Houston Rockets. We not even the Rockets no more because ain't nothing popping <laughs> off in H Town with my Rockets. So but I'm gonna have to go NBA playoffs just for the reason that guy touched on at the end. NBA playoffs, you get to see the egos, you get to see the ISO, you get to see when players are upset. Like mm-hmm. like you said, somebody come in the gym when Brian playing the Trailblazers in the playoffs, they got a Dame jersey on. Brian going, he going to dunk. Like, matter of fact, he going to drive down the lane, stare at the Dame jersey, and then dunk. Like, I like that type of stuff. You know, I, I thrive off that negativity. So, that type of stuff. And then, and then, what I like about the NBA playoffs, college is more so systematic to me. Like, it's a lot like the coaches don't want one player to stand out more than the rest. So they kind of make systems where a players, all their players can thrive in or all their main guys can thrive in. NBA, if Kyrie got it going or Harden got it going or AD, somebody got it going, they give them the ball and get out the way. You get yeah. to see a man versus food, literally. When you got somebody, when you AD get that switch and he on the post, oh, you get to see that all day long. They're going to exploit that all game long versus in college the other team gonna be running zone they're gonna come over some help defense you know it's it's don't get me wrong march madness is probably second on my list but nba playoffs is just different and when nothing better than a game seven on a sunday night a sunday night game seven (sighs) it don't get better than that man don't especially an overtime game seven oh it don't get better than that it don't you know what i'm I'm sorry, and and I I hate to to I hate to do this because I wanted to go with NBA. I really did, and not even a crystal my answer because I had to say I had no problem going with the same answer as you. But the more I think about it, with the last few years and the way it's going, I got to go with the NFL playoffs, man. First of all, for for March Madness, for March Madness, for March Madness, who wants to see Iona get beat by Alabama by 80 in the first round? I, I ain't say it was my favorite. I just said it's the most exciting. Just, it's surprises in there. It's surprises. It, in oh, there. for sure. Every year. But at the end of the day, like, there, to me, a lot of these teams we know nothing about. We don't know anything about who they are. Like, what the Ohio Bobcats beat UVA. That was a huge upset. Who knew anything about Ohio? Who knew anything about this? It, it's at least one school in there every year. You look at the bracket. Like, this is school? Who, who is, hey, I, hey, who is hey. IUPUI? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. And I hate saying Hey, wait a minute. This. Didn't D-Lo go to IUPUI? Yeah, he did. He did. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, bro. Hey, 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 I I hate to bring this up, but did y'all see Sister Jean this year? Hey, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, listen. I we we hope to live long, healthy, uh, prosperous, old lives and get to that age. But like, honestly, when I'm 101, bro, if I'm still here. 
Don't have me on the camera every three minutes, dog. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I'm at that, at that age. I'm as down bad as I'm ever gonna be in my adult life. Why would you want the camera on me all the time? You know what? We not even go. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to hell with guys. I'm not doing it. But um, uh, when we when we look at the NFL playoffs, there have been so many upsets. There has been so many games that is just like, wait, what just happened? But like we know the players, and we like like or dislike the players. But I tell who disliked anybody in the NCAA. Who in the NCAA was everybody like? I hate that guy. I just <laughs> I do not want him to win. Right. Every year, regardless of who Tom Brady plays for, America roots for him and loops. Every single year, except for the people who pronounce car keys and khakis alike, everybody roots for him to lose. Everybody else. I mean, and he it's kind of like that for the, whoever the, the NBA super team is, though. Like, and that's what I'm saying. For the NBA, it's like you you have the, the villains and all that, but at the same time, the NBA is, like, fairly predictable, especially over the last, what, eight, nine years. Like, whatever conference Brian is in, you know he's going to be in the finals. Uh, and then you got whatever super team has assembled on the other side. Like, I, I, th- I think it's a little different, though, because I think football is a lot more polarizing than basketball. Because regardless of like what you throw out there, you gonna hate who you hate in football. Like you can hate Golden State as much as you want to. Then when you see them hit 15 threes in a quarter, you'd be like, I kinda like watching this. Like this is this yeah, is it's not bad enough, to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching Brady do five yard check downs an entire game, it right. is demoralizing. <laughs> you wanna throw the PPA, you just wanna throw your whole throw the whole apartment away. Just I don't even wanna be here no more, man. So to me, the NFL playoffs is definitely the time. And you also got the guys you root for every year to like, you know some BS finna happen. You know Hollywood Brown finna drop the passes, but you still want to see Lamar throw it to him anyway. Like it's just it's just how it works. So the NFL playoffs is, is most exciting for me. And now we're gonna go to the conclusion of March Madness. Now we got Gonzaga Baylor. As we saw, Baylor dominated Houston uh, to advance, and Gonzaga, last second, Kay Cunningham, Juzang going back and forth. Kay Cunningham gets the winner off the 35-foot buzzer beater. Fellas, who you got tonight and why? That was – was that Suggs? That was Suggs. Yeah, Suggs. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you think about uh, Cunningham. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Wrong person. Wrong person. My bad. Um, I got Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga the whole way. Currently, my bracket is sitting at 18.2%. So my bracket is shot. But but I had Gonzaga winning. So I'm sticking to that. I got Gonzaga winning. The reason I have Gonzaga winning is uh if you if you recall back, uh when we first did our predictions, I said um that the physical teams the de- the defensive teams, which was a lot of Big Ten teams, a lot of Big Ten teams were de- were defensive and physical all season. Those teams never win when it comes tournament time. You need the teams with the high firepower. And if you look at the regular season, Gonzaga was pulling off mid 80s, 90 point games on a regular. And you don't see that often out of college teams. So right. the offensive firepower built on top of the fact that the Jalen Suggs, man, I haven't seen um I haven't seen a college player with that much poise and confidence in big pressure situations in a long time. Usually see these games where players scrambling for the ball and they just throw a heat, uh, throw a shot up there, a heave up there and try to get it to go in. But even before he hit that half court shot, he was hitting a lot of clutch shots to where they gave him the ball and he was just calm under pressure and he got to his spots and was knocking him down. So that offensive yeah. firepower yeah. built on top of Suggs, I, I don't, I don't see as a way. I know these championship games are usually pretty exciting, but I don't see it's the way that Gonzaga lose, and I think they win pretty soundly tonight. Okay, Chris, what you thinking, man? 
I mean, I, my bracket is 47.8%. Like, and that's because I got lucky with a lot of picks. I, I picked a lot of teams, but I had Gonzaga winning the whole thing. And strictly because, honestly, Gonzaga been knocking at the door for the last, let's say, five years. Mm-hmm. And North Carolina was down, out, man, this year. Michigan State down and out this year. Michigan Kentucky State. didn't even make the tournament. Kentucky down and out this year. And those are the teams that have been kind of getting in the way of Gonzaga. And and other, there has been Gonzaga losing to some upset teams. But those teams have been having a spotlight for the last five years. So this year I felt like Gonzaga, they earned that. They they worked hard this year and they made a difference. And like I said, they are a tough physical team. Like that, that team, they got probably four people that might be able to go straight to the NBA and like help out as a, a solid glue guy. Like on that team, like that team, and Suggs being a, a solid, decent player coming into the league. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what i I've got uh, Gonzaga taking this thing only because the ghost of Adam Morrison is around every unathletic <laughs> player in the Gonzaga program. He just his his spirit and essence is there, just showing up and, and above him. Shoot the ball, bro. Shoot it. <laughs> Shoot the Jay. Can, can we take a, a a moment here to acknowledge the fact that EA Sports ran out an entire NBA Live campaign with Adam Morrison like highlights? That's how we knew it was the beginning of the end. Oh, <laughs> the Lord. NBA Live. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know you remember oh, Adam Morrison commercials, dog. <laughs> they were so bad. That really was the beginning of the end. That really was the moment <laughs> where I was like, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? Let me go on over to 2K. Because 2K had KG on the cover that year. Was it Chris Paul that year? That, that was 2K9, been... right? Yeah, that's KG. 2K9 was KG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what, like, I started two K and two K eight, no two K seven, two K seven. Adam Morrison, KG, yeah, no, I, I was always on a two K wave. I've been playing two K since Dreamcast, but I used to look over there once in a while, like, oh, they got Adam Morrison commercials. Yeah, I'm on the right team. I'm on the right team. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, no, see, I you started, was on the road team for years. It just so happened not, you got hey, to the right. Man, I was not. Trust what was me. Uh, hold on, no, me. live, live no, was the goat no, for one minute. No. Live was the goat. It for was a not. You gonna lie to me and your Twitch follow? You lying to Zip Nation uh-huh. and go tell uh-huh. them Bro. that there was something better than that Look. double reverse dunk off the mega tr- off the jumbotron? You telling Look. me that? I'm what trying a to play actual games. I'm, I'm trying to play outside of the All Star Weekend. 2K was always better than live game. No, that mellow cover live. That mellow cover live. Yes, yes. No, look, look. You know what? No, you know what? No. You know what? I'm gonna go visit. I'm gonna bring 2K5 with Ben Wallace on the front, and I'm gonna bring Live 05 with Mellow on the front. We're gonna play an actual game. 2K gameplay was killing. All live had was it all. Bro, live no, because 2K awesome. didn't need how to dribble. You just had to keep tapping the turbo button back then for the dribble moves on 2K. Okay. And it was, was working. Trash. And it was working. Embarrassing. It was working. You gonna lie to us like this. You know, got me distracted off what we supposed <laughs> to be talking about because you tell this blasphemy that 2K was 
Boy, I tell you what. But anywho, uh, we so we all got Baylor winning here. But this one, no, I Gonzaga, think, is a little. Gonzaga I'm sorry, winning. we all got Gonzaga winning. My words are just coming out all, all jumbled up today. I had a little too much Hennessy and two stepping last night. I, you know, I ain't been <laughs> ain't been right since. Apologies, friends. But now uh, we all agree that Gonzaga is going to win this game. However, there is one thing still up in the air for Gonzaga. People are now saying that Jalen Suggs may be the better pro prospect than Kay Cunningham. Do y'all agree, or is this a prisoner at a moment type deal? What are y'all thinking? Man, well, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Somebody that rocked the Houston Rockets would be ecstatic <laughs> if we got the number one pick and grab Kay Cunningham. Excuse me. Do they are they familiar with what Kay? Cun- First off, shout out to the NCAA for making this season even happen with Corona and college players. Because we know mm-hmm. for sure they was partying. Like, it's no doubt. Oh, they absolutely. was going to house parties for sure. Like, no, absolutely. 100% yes. Some players from uh, UNC were recorded after they beat a terrible Duke team going out and cutting up <laughs> and, and, and all that good stuff. There was punishment by uh, their now-retired coach. That's another story for another time. Go ahead, bro. But, yeah, so shout out to them. But – don't let this fool you, bro. K is like that. Like, K comes off as a smooth, you know, chill guy, but K is like that, bro. He's a tall guard. Tall guards is the trend in the NBA right now. If you're a tall guard, look at Luca. Luca's the most, got the most up, upcoming in the league right now. Luca's a tall guard. So when you're a tall guard in this league, you're you going you gonna to come in and show up. So. I think K still should be number one. Suggs is nice. Don't get me wrong. He might be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. K should still be number one. He been. I don't think they've seen K high school highlights. Like K been bored playing with people that's his age. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Guys, what you thinking, man? What you think? So, so here's how I look at it. I look at it. Let's. I'm not saying this this draft is going to be as good as 2003, but I I think if you look at a year like 2003. Um, I think you could look at it as K is LeBron of this draft, and you could look at a Suggs as like a mellow or a way. Like I think the first season, maybe first season and a half, you might get a more immediate impact just because Suggs played deeper into the tournament, just because he seems more poised under pressure. But I think if you're trying to build a franchise long term, that that K is the obvious choice here. He got all of the tools. He got all of the skills. It just might take him a little more time to get acclimated to that NBA game as opposed to somebody like Suggs seems to have a little more composure under pressure. So I think if you look in the get a team, I think I think uh, Suggs fits a team that's more looking for one piece as opposed to looking for a cornerstone franchise kind of piece. Right, right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw some things out here for y'all, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it right where it is after this, okay? Now, <clears throat> Jalen Suggs is a baller, no ifs ands or buts about it. Not gonna lie to y'all, not gonna sit up here and and disparage this young man to uh, to to praise uh, Kay Cunningham. However, Kay Cunningham is. Both of them are not like the rest of us, okay? So this is not a – just like Guyton said, these are two guys that I think will have very long, very prosperous careers uh, in the in the league. But now I'm going to give you all a blind test here, and, and you tell me who you think is the better player. 26-4, from deep. 14-5-5, five, five, 33% from deep. Who would you take in that situation, right? Like, you can't go wrong with either, but just off those numbers, 
264-1455. I'm going with 26 and 4. 26 and 4, right? Now imagine if the 26 and 4 is five inches taller and more athletic. Like to me, with that? this is one of those like it's like when uh, Ohio State beat the beat whooped the wheels off Clemson in the playoffs, and everybody was like, "Oh, is Jalen Fields better than Trevor Lawrence?" <laughs> mm, slow down, Jim. Shoot. Hold up, big dog. Hold up, now. I think that I think the world of Fields. He's not Trevor Lawrence. That's just that's just what that is. The same thing in this situation. I think the world is us. I really do believe that this is a situation where if you draft anybody between those two, that player is probably going to end up being Darko Milicic. Like that's just <laughs> Kay's going number one. Suggs should be number two. If anybody else goes number two, congratulations on drafting Darko Milicic. But uh, those are those are the two guys there. Suggs is a really good player. He's got a lot ahead of him. I mean, and I, that's what I the really, tournament does, though. Honestly, the tournament oh, is where you can get your name, and get your drive rip up. So I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I think both have great careers ahead of them. But six eight, athletic, can shoot the lights out. He can do it all on the court. There, when I look at Kay Cunningham's game, there's literally not a single thing where I'm like, "There's the weakness. There's the big hole." I I, I challenge our audience. Go find a lot of athletes that average twenty in college that are successful in NBA. Go find. It's and, not that many. Not that and many. they're not only average uh, 20 in college, average 20 as freshmen. Like as this, freshman, right. That's what I mean. This yeah. man came in and was the centerpiece of the team, and he still legally can't drink yet. This he he should not should not know what Bacardi tastes like. Shouldn't have <laughs> no clue what it feel like to, to to drink no type of alcohol. And here he is doing all of this. So so to me. Cade uh, is the obvious choice here, but again, I would not be surprised if they both end up all the tamers. And again, if you draft somebody between them, <sighs> sorry, sorry, kid, uh, <laughs> sorry to you, man. You're gonna be Sam Bowie for the rest of your life, dog. That's right. that's who you're gonna be. It's Hakeem Bowie Jordan. That's that's who you go. <laughs> that's who you got right there. That's who you got. Uh, oh, so a question. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to move on to the other end of the spectrum because we're talking two guys that we think are going to be great in the future. And now we got to talk to somebody who is terrible in the present. Adam Gase. Adam Gase is he's one of those coaches that you just you, you think to yourself, how does he get another job? Like he was terrible with the Dolphins. Um, Ryan Tannehill goes on and becomes a good quarterback elsewhere. Somehow I stand by that. Sometimes somehow he got. I agree with you. I, I ain't never disagreed. He's a good quarterback, but he somehow gets another job after that with the uh, with the Jets, and now the Jets have traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers, uh, and the Panthers gave up this year's sixth round pick and the second and fourth next year. The belief and the speculation is that he will have a similar come up post Gase uh, to what Ryan Tannehill had. Is Gase the problem, or is this a? Hmm, Sam Darnold just might not be as good as y'all think he is type deal. Guy, I'm going to let you start this month. I think that's something that's yet to be determined. Um, The the fortune is not on Adam Gase's side, first of all. Um, When you have somebody like Tannehill leave him and then is as good as he is, that's that's looking bad on Gase. I think that Gase (laughs) is the issue, but I think we should give it a trial period here to see how Sam Darnold performs. I think that he's going to be pretty damn good in uh in Carolina next season. 
Because I do think that Gates is the issue, but I think we need to hold a little bit to to necessarily put all of the blame on him. But I know one thing that we discussed um, that we discussed last week. If Sam Darnold goes over there and performs the way that I think he's going to perform, we need to seri- have a serious conversation about uh, Adam Gates finding any kind of employment ever. Like if if if. If I go to Target and this man is not my bagger, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> That's the only job he need to have after that. Oh, my God. Not not the bagger. Not the bagger. Lord Jesus. Chris, what you, what you think, man? Is this is Gase the best at being a bad coach that we have seen in our lifetime? What you think? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's he's up there. He's up there. It's. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in the conversation. I mean, it's just like touching on our topic from last week. If y'all didn't hear our podcast last week, go check it out. We had a whole special on black coaches and how they don't really get a chance. And Adam Gates is is someone that I will never understand. Like 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 him and Matt Patricia. If both of them get a job after this, I might stop watching sports for a minute for like a good week because I can't last that long. But I might stop matching, watching sports for a good week because <laughs> it's just so much politics in it, dude. Like literally, they give us one coach, Mike Tomlin. I found out I didn't. I, last episode, I found out who the black coach was in the NFL. I couldn't think of who they keep giving us and putting in the spotlight. They give us Tomlin in the uh-huh. NFL. And y'all know who they give us in the NBA. So I'm yeah, um, Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers. That's yeah, all we're gonna so, be the guy. Doc so, Rewindley so. Rivers. Right. So <laughs> they give us those two coaches, and we supposed to be happy with that. But we got guys like Gates who honestly give he could have got a lot more. That's just part of the, the 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 reason why I'm upset with it. But honestly, he did he really give Sam Darnold a chance? Like, did he have the pieces around Sam Darnold to say he's a bust? Does he have the time put into Sam Darnold to say he's how, a bust? How you let Robbie Anderson walk in free agency when that was really his number one guy? How you say like, oh yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, I'm about you what? If you got like, a quarterback that you they, believe has the potential to be franchise, you surround him with weapons. They had a they had a running back coming off a of franchise year. And they didn't even play him. You know how you know how much that helps a quarterback when you have a running back coming off a franchise year? Oh, trust me, a quarterback's favorite pass is a handoff. Always. Always. <laughs> like, like it's just not as I mean, I feel bad for Darnold, but I also feel bad for just like the coaches that have been there that's been black and they just they can't never ever catch a break, man. Like ever. So I I'll tell you what, I believe that Darnold will be better with this team. Uh, he has a great running back in Christian McCaffrey, uh, the guy who can do a little bit of everything, a really good receiving core uh, as far as, you know, they. I believe they lost Curtis Samuel to the Redskins. Am I am I correct about that? Or, uh, I believe that I believe that he's gone, but everybody else is coming back and they, they got some decent weapons. They, they honestly and truly do. And with that being said, I believe that he'll be better off than he was at in uh, in New York. But Adam Gase is awful. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't like. It feels like somebody on Impractical Jokers is like behind these DMs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you gonna do next? Hire <laughs> <I> Adam Gase. <laughs> like and these co- and these teams just keep doing it for some reason. Because I don't understand it. I I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But here we are again discussing Adam Gase and what he is or is not. 
for what the the fifth or sixth year in a row based on what like this is this is nonsense um and and honestly and truly i believe that uh teddy bridgewater is coming off his worst year in his past and his qbr was still higher than sam donald's best year which i mean in sam donald's defense with Todd Bowles, he had nothing there, no talent around him whatsoever. And then with Adam Gase, uh, Makai Becton was graded as one of the best left tackles in all of football last year, right? Yeah. So on fourth and one, if you're the Jets, who do you run the ball behind? This massive mammoth of a man that's graded out as one of the best left tackles in all of football, right? Wrong. He ran it behind the right guard stuff for negative three yards. That is the essence of Adam Gates. <laughs> That's the essence of it. So I think anybody getting away from him, oh my God. Oh, it's 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 gotta be a breath of fresh air. And honestly, like you said, I don't even want to bag of my groceries, dog. I just don't. Because if, if Adam <laughs> Gates is bagging my groceries, I think he's going to put the, the Washington detergent on top of the eggs. Now, I think that's the type of guy Adam Gates is. Because he can do nothing <laughs> We got to bring your boy Steph back on here. Let him get it out. Or about oh, absolutely. Steph, absolutely. As a matter Steph, of fact, Steven Anderson, Steph and Anderson, you have the invite for next week. I'm going to hit you up after this. Uh, if you're not watching, if you're not in the comments right now, because we need to hear your thoughts about these Jets. But now we're going we gonna to move on to these NBA standards, right? Because apparently there are good teams in New York, and both of them just happen to play basketball. Uh, the 76ers, the Knicks are still in playoff contention, and the 76ers are tied with the Nets atop the East. Is it surprising that the 76ers are still holding firm at the top? Um, no, it's it's not a surprise just because I think that that the 76ers were winning games, losing games, dealing with their health concerns, and I think that we were expecting the Nets to take that leap into first place. But I think the Nets are still going with that um, with that model that they have that switch that they're just cruising and waiting for the playoffs to start. But I don't think we've seen the the Nets that we're uh, expected to see, and I'm not sure if we're ever going to see them because you need to be a special team to pull off that switch. And we they haven't had enough time together to know if that switch is there or not. And you know, I don't think they have the tools to know if that switch is there or not. I'll tell you what I've only I have never seen an entire team. With the switch, I've seen three players in all my life that had the switch, and they're across different sports. But I've only seen three players ever with it. The only basketball player I've ever seen with that switch is Brown. I have not seen multiple hoopers who like, um, you know, whatever. We can we can be out there doing good things without going, and then we a whole different player. I've seen I've seen teams with that switch. I well, more power to Cur- them. currently. Are we talking currently or just period? Because currently, I think LeBron is the only player with that switch. But you know. I, I don't, I don't remember teams with the switch to where they could just be lollygagging and chilling. And then 2010 Lakers. Ah, uh, okay, all right, all right. But it, that switch. The the only thing that I will say that was different about those Lakers that was a very veteran team. That yeah. was an extremely veteran team where like. I don't even know if that was a switch so much as like you can't have 35 year olds out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Expecting to like ball out and then go back. Like that's just Paul Gasol was up there in age. That was one of Kobe's last couple years being really, really good. Like, you know, that was Lamar Odom, he, he was doing drugs. The drugs wasn't doing him yet. So like <laughs> it was a situation. <laughs> it was a situation where like, hmm, you know, but I, I do agree that I, I I 
I was remiss in not mentioning our Lakers team and somebody would switch. Uh, Chris, what you thinking, man? Are you surprised that the Nets are still, I mean, that the uh, 76 are still at the top of the East? Uh, no. Uh, you have a young talent in Ben Simmons. I don't know where, I, I'm confused with Twitter. Like, where did all this Ben Simmons slander come from? Like, he's been an all-star for the last three years. He's <laughs> defensively, it doesn't get better. Like, have it, you it all seen doesn't. Ben Simmons play defense, dude? He, he can't shoot. And you got to remember that basketball Twitter didn't see much basketball before the year 2015. So they didn't see an era of basketball that we grew up on where teams were shooting three three-point attempts a game. They didn't see the. Right. They was not outside for 67, 65 Pistons Pacers. <laughs> they wasn't outside for right. rip shooting mid range jumpers like it's nothing. All game. They wasn't outside. <laughs> like, like, they dude, outside. Defensively, it doesn't get better than Ben Simmons. Like, he is 6'10 playing point guard. He can switch on to one through five. And he was the runner up for Defensive Player defender. of the Year last year. He's first yeah. team all defense. He's quick mm-hmm. on his feet. He gets in the passing lane because he's so long. It mm-hmm. doesn't get better than Ben Simmons on defense. I guess you could say Giannis, but I'm I'm a Ben Simmons over Giannis defensively because Giannis he gets a lot of steals in the passing lane, but he has defenders around him that makes it a lot easier. Ben Simmons has Seth Curry. He's barbecue chick. Mm-hmm. You put Steph Curry on the side of Ben Simmons, you don't got to worry about him being barbecue chick because Ben could get both. Eight-piece nuggets with the Chick-fil-A sauce and the honey mustard on the side. Uh, listen, lemonade, listen. light ice. Where did the slander – and then, and then, come on, nah. like Everybody saw this coming. Tobias has had his best years on the top. Y'all didn't yeah. think that he would magically yeah. go back to me. Doc, no, Tobias. They, they, they had a lot of years together. So, I mean, of course, Tobias going to, you know, show up. The only thing is, honestly, if Embiid didn't get hurt for that period of time, I think they'd still be a single-digit lost team. Hey, you know honestly, what? I, I'm going to tell, tell you this. This year, injuries have affected the NBA in a way that we have not seen as much recently because between the Lakers injuries, between the 76 injuries, between the Nets injuries, like if you really think about it, all the teams in the league have been relatively healthy except the top dogs. And like now they, they're looking human or the Lakers are looking human, but the teams on the East, there's such a gap between them and everybody else that it's like, mm, like even with Embiid out, we can win a little bit. Mm, even without KD, listen, we still listen. got Kyrie and, and and James. Even without James, we got Kyrie and KD. You know, it's, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Embiid wasn't out, the Sixers might only have eight or nine losses. You know, like, I, let's it, put that in perspective. <laughs> and again, their their team is it, it's. Like you said, a 6'10 point guard who cannot shoot. Okay, cool, great. What do you do to a player that cannot shoot? You, go get, Curry. you go get a Curry. You go get exactly. A Curry. The defense is going to pack <laughs> in the paint. So when the defense sagging off, pack in the paint, like, oh, we're going to build a wall. Okay, cool. Hey, um, who's one of the highest three-point percentage, uh, three-point shooters of all time by percentage? Seth Curry. Bring him that's on, nah. Bring him that's on. not. And I, I know we bully Danny Green a lot, but you can't leave Danny Green on. No, Dan, you, Danny <laughs> Green. Danny Green missed that one shot that will forever. <laughs> Danny Green's dedication to beating LeBron must be admired. 
It must be. When he was with the Spurs, set a record for most threes ever in the finals against those Heat. Then when he went LeBron, wide open, game five, game winner, <laughs> I'm going to smoke it. I'm going to smoke it. Like, that's it. His, you know, but Danny Green is a shooter. He's, he's a shooter. Then you got Tobias Harris, who's rolled back the clock, somehow become the player that he was the first time under Doc. They got him this big contract. And, and then you got Embiid, a seven-footer that can bang in the paint, but is also shooting 40% from deep this year. Like that. that Gibbs going down that model with that 40% from three off of him. Because Embiid. 40%, 40% of, of, of big man shooting 40% from three is outrageous. That's, but Gibbs, I, I, I'm not a believer because he's been in and out the lineup so much. That's why I'm not a believer. I, I agree, but at the same time, think about what it does for a team when your five can both bang in the paint and oh, oh that, I agree. I agree. You got to guard him on the three. You got to guard him. On the and three. he got a handle to where if you play him too tight on the three, he can get blow by you to the I, rim. I, I don't think people realize on Twitter that MB was running away with his first MVP. Like, he like, was running away with it. Listen, it listen. Close. Like, like I was trying to argue for Brian because AB was off for so long, but MB came back and said 44-15. That, he came, like he came back not, and said, "He came back and said, 35 and 17." He came and, back and said, "Game winning shot." I'm like, "Oh, game. I can't, I can't argue." When you look at a big that's doing that, you're like, "Oh, he must be less efficient than your average big." No, yeah. no, the man, the man was on pace. He was only slightly, I want to say, like three or four percent from inside the three. Uh, he was only three or four percent below getting a 50, 40, 90, like yeah. from a center. From a center. That's crazy. You crazy. You're not in your right mind to be doing that. <laughs> Watching him be play make me turn into Steve Harvey. Oh, you crazy as hell. I'm sorry I gotta do this to you, kids. I really started looking at it. These stats when he when Tatum sold you. <laughs> When you said Tatum was scoring more than Siakam and Embiid, when you put that bet in, I Bro, was like, LB and, dropped, dropped 20, 29 and three quarters. I was like, yes, he sick. got hurt. He got hurt. He got. He went to the locker room. I'm like, oh, bet. It's over. We got it. Chris texted me, the Lord is on your side today, Ken. He got you. Then I saw B come back out the office. He rose up like the Undertaker. I said, bro, what? what is this? Why he back on the court? Why he back? Bro, no. He came out there and gave him 17 more points, dog. Tatum sold me. He sold me down the river, man. He sold me down the river. But you know what, though? I'm glad he did because that, that right there taught me. Betting ain't my deal. It ain't, it ain't for me. That ain't it. So, uh, to me, I, the 76ers, like I said, they built around – uh, they built around Ben Simmons in a meaningful way, number one. Number two, they play great defense. In the NBA, you don't have many teams that are committed defensively. Their first guy through about their eighth guy in the rotation. Seth Curry is still barbecue chicken, but at least he tries. Like It's like Kelly Olenek with the heat. He was still barbecue chicken, but he was going to give you effort and like be there <laughs> right. to contest I the mean, shot. I mean, Duncan Robinson with the heat. I mean, exactly. You know I mean? exactly. Because I'm telling you, if Duncan Robinson was on the Kings, he would be a turnstile. That boy would be, oh, <laughs> it's over. As soon as somebody hey, no, he wanted the, he wanted the ones, the screen coming, but like, get the screen, get the screen out of here. I don't need no screen for this. Hey, that, that's, that, that's clear out time. Anytime somebody see him. So, so to see, to see what they're doing defensively, and then you combine that with uh, just basically trying on defense. 
I'm not I'm I'm not surprised at all by this. I honestly am not. Are y'all surprised by the Lakers dropping to fifth without Brown and AD? I'm no. I'm gonna start off I'm gonna start off by saying I am only because I thought that this team, even without Brown and AD, there were enough pieces to where like they would be competitive. When I saw him down 20 points against the Pelicans, I said, yo, what's going on, dog? What's, no. what's, <laughs> this ain't right. Yeah, this, I believe I believe we told you that last week. Remember, like, we y'all said did. they might lose. We might lose 80% of the games. We, 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 <laughs> the guy predicted that being the sixth seed, so they're doing a little bit better. Yeah, but then, if, you, if you look at that roster, they're not better than any team in the West except for Minnesota and Houston, maybe. Just like from a talent, you don't have to say that. But (laughs) (laughs) but but here's here's my thing. I knew that they weren't gonna be like I I said that that was a best case scenario that they beat all those teams. But like worst case scenario, I'm like, oh, they're gonna lose a lot of games. No, they're getting smoked. It's getting ugly. It's getting oh my god. Offense gets stagnant. You need a bucket. Who you giving the ball to? Tht. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> it's Come getting on, ugly out and, there. And the thing is, the thing is, I thought Dennis Schroeder would be like, you know, 20, 25. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He barely getting 18 a game without LeBron AD. See, like. so, 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 so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing with a player like Schroeder. Even though he's been in situations before where you can give him the ball and he can give you a bucket on occasion, you're – 40 games into a season to where LeBron is your primary ball handler and you're moving through the sets of the offense, hoping to get a spot up shot. When you've been playing like that for 40 games, it's kind of hard for Brian to go out and you give him the ball and be like, Hey, do what you did two seasons ago. His rhythm isn't the same and it's not going to be the same. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So maybe, and maybe here's the hope. If you're a Lakers or Brown fan, here's the hope. The hope is that in their absence, these players figure out what to do without them and elevate their games a little bit. So when they come back, all these players are just a little bit better than they would be if, like Guyton said, you basically are, you might run a set or two, but for the most part is, hey, get AD the ball in the paint, bro. Run that high pick and roll. If, if they cover it well, good. Let AD post up. Go ahead and give it to him in the paint. Somebody gonna be open because they're gonna double AD. So I mean that's that's just uh that's just my thought on that. And and next we gotta we you know <laughs> close it with a bang. We we talk oh oh close it with the biggest of bang. Close it with a bang bro scene. Darn it. Uh, you know, we 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 were just talking about Brian, but we gotta go to one of his biggest detractors now. Uh, the one and only Mr. Paul Pierce, formerly of Celtic fame, uh, the most magnificent championship run, apparently, that we've ever seen by the way that they talking and by the way that they acting on the ground. Uh, Paul Pierce, he uh, threw himself a little party. Uh, there was a little bit of the devil's lettuce uh, involved. That's marijuana to those of you who don't know uh, what that is. And uh, there were also some scantily clad women. Um, they were they were in bikinis and uh, they were doing some very salacious gyrating. Okay, <laughs> and um, apparently, apparently, uh, Disney, who owns ESPN, had a problem with that, and now Paul Pierce is out at ESPN. Um, was this a dumb move by Paul Pierce? And is there a check from Barstool on the way? What y'all thinking? Yeah. 
yes, it's a dumb move, Paul Pierce. But I think we're looking at it in a different lens because it doesn't shock us. We're not surprised. I think this, <laughs> I think this is an amalgamation of I think this is an amalgamation of Paul Pierce's behaviors ever since Boston traded him. Mm. Like we're mm. seeing just little beh- behaviors out of Paul Pierce over the course hey. of the past what ten years that's led to this moment. And we're not surprised by it. I, I get over <laughs> or under if he had the 08 ring on. Over. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know he had that ring on. You know he fire around his neck on the chain. You know he did. <laughs> he just so lame. You know. You know he wasn't. <laughs> He walk up to get, hey, baby, mess with the NBA champ. Come on, man. I'm the truth. <laughs> I'm the truth. I'm the NBA champ. Man. Bro, 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 bro. Paul Pierce is so lame, dude. Like, the stuff Paul Pierce says, even his co-host on the show laugh at him. Like, I remember, I don't know if y'all, the audience remember. I know y'all remember. He went on there. He was like, yeah, between me and D-Wade, my career was better. His host, his host was like, Paul Pierce, Paul, Paul. Dwayne Wade? He was like, yeah, look at my stats compared to these stats. He was my like, stats was better than Dwayne Wade? Barry, Barry Allen or Wally West? Because you can't be talking about Dwayne Wade. They said Dwayne Wade. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. And then Dwayne, I think he made a tweet or something. He was like, no comment or something like that. And and, and then he posted like the, a picture of him and Brian Hole, the championship trophy or something like that. But you, um, so you know, you walk into the food spot or whatever, and they got the little TVs up with the slideshow of the food and the menu and everything. You think if you walk in Paul Pierce, uh, spot, it's just like a slideshow of highlights and like the only <laughs> <laughs> right? hey, it's the It's the one game went over Ron Artest where he pulled his shorts down and then all the way. That's it. That's it. No, no. I, I just I want to let the fans in on something right now, okay? I don't know if y'all can see this or not. I don't know if y'all can see this. Where is that? Yeah, we can 43 see it. years old. That <laughs> man is 43. He again, if this was if this was one of the young guys in the NBA, if this was Jackson Hayes, if this was Zion, if this was uh Buddy Hill. If this was somebody who like they just now are stepping in the fame and, and and money and all that good stuff. Hey, I get it. Yeah, I mean, like you get most 19, 22 year olds. I, 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 I go cap to you. Get, I would have that's, a baller night if I got that type of money. You know, what that's mean? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But guess what, Chris? When you've been in that life for about I don't know eighteen years, uh, at that point, I think. You have it slowed down. And here's the most Paul Pierce fact about the whole thing. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Ziv Nation, y'all ready? Here's the most Paul Pierce fact about the whole thing. He took the young women's phones and made them sign NDAs to get on Instagram Live. <laughs> no, I don't want you telling nobody what we finna do. If somebody go find out about I'ma tell them what we do. I'ma tell them we smoking weed. I'ma tell them if... And again, I'm not going to say that there was any other drugs involved. I don't know. But you got to be what Judge Mathis say. I know a crackhead when I see one. I know <laughs> one. You had to be. <laughs> you had to be. Because ain't no way you telling me with a straight face at 43 years old, that's what you're doing. And not only, not only is that what you're doing, because trust me, trust me, 
I understand. I've been to uh, different events with with older gentlemen who, you know, they have money status, all that. It's a thing that happens. Sure. They don't do the phones and recording and all that. They definitely not hopping on IG Live at 43 years old. Like. Man, we we are just looking at the longest midlife crisis that we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the only behavior we've seen out of Paul Pierce, like for example, if you're not a basketball fan and you're like in the social media bubble, the only thing you know Paul Pierce for is for doing corny stuff to prove that he's cool. He, you know what? And I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this, and I, I mean this. He is to basketball what the game is to rap. <laughs> he really is. The game, if, if you really think about it, the documentary in LAX, two instant certified hood classics. Yep. The, the documentary did not have one miss on it. But if you ask kids today, what is he known for? Oh, he the one that lied and said his son wanted to wear Nipsey Blue and ride in the, 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 <laughs> the Nipsey Blue whip for Nipsey, right? He the one that's talking about some uh, 43 years old, talking about some Women are like the state fair. Nobody wants your wiener unless you got bread. Like, he's the one talking about that. These kids don't know. Paul Pierce was actually a problem back in the day. He really was. He was a really good player. He true for a reason. He, he was a really good player. He was probably, and, and we talked about Roy Williams earlier, he was probably Roy Williams' only player who had a really good career in the pros out of those Kansas teams. He was probably the only one. And now what are people known for? This booties and blood. <laughs> I promise you, if they sew that ring on his finger in any more footage we get, I promise to God I'm gonna lose it. Cause he's still celebrating that 08 ring. Oh, absolutely. He still he never stopped celebrating. He celebrated while he was on the Nets. That, that was the problem. That was the problem, man. But anywho, let, let this be a lesson, okay? Because we're gonna take it all the way back to the beginning when we was talking about the verses. And, and we talk about the old school. We need to doubt y'all. Listen, please, if there's one thing that I advise people my age and younger and apparently older, because Paul Pierce is 18 years older than me, old enough to be my dad, and apparently I got to tell him this. Please understand, <laughs> if we know you're human, you're going to live your life, you're going to do your thing, don't record it. Don't stream it on IG Live. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I, he, he definitely going to get a bag from Barstool. But the barstool bag don't hit like a Disney bag. You can't tell me the lie that it do. You can't tell me that. You cannot. Ain't the world. Listen, all he had to do was sit there and keep saying corny stuff and hating on LeBron. (laughs) And he was going to have a job till he was 60. Now look at you. Kendrick Perkins. Exactly. Kendrick (laughs) Perkins. Now look at you. You're unemployed at 43 again, messing around. With the and I knew I don't even want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I'm I'm gonna say it and judge me if y'all want, but I'm gonna say it. This stripper just shaped like lowercase L's, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, dog. You got caught up with some strippers that's built like 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 they prepubescent, bro. Hey, man. Come on, just, man. He just he just got what he could, man. He you